Hello and welcome to the Walk and Love podcast. I'm TJ. And I'm Brooke. And today we are going to talk about marriage <laughs> that brings us together today. Today is actually our 11 year anniversary and it has not felt very anniversary like so far today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's been kind of a... Tire, well, it, tiresome yeah. week and a, and, and a, a weird day. And a weird day. Sunny is hulking out hard. Yeah. Yeah. She has passion. <laughs> but thank you for listening. Thank you for making us a part <laughs> of your week. Um, this podcast might actually feel like two separate episodes because we're going to talk sort of about what happened this week. And then we're going to kind of switch topics to talk about marriage um, because we can't have a podcast. We can't actually record a podcast on our anniversary and not talk about marriage. That's how yeah. I felt. And I want to be able to go back maybe at year 12 and listen to this episode and, yeah. you know, see kind of what we said and maybe <laughs> how our language has changed in a year. Um, so that I really wanted to kind of put like the 11 year stake in the ground podcast wise. Yeah. Um, are we answering 11 questions? We are answering 11 <gasps> questions. Yeah. Look at that. I didn't even know that, I know. but I knew you knew something you would do that. Um, but, uh, we're all, we're actually going to skip a lot of the stuff we normally do in the podcast um, because we. Uh, <laughs> if this is your first episode, yeah, please go back and go listen, listen to, to some. some yeah, because <laughs> I don't know if we'll have the same energy that we normally do, um, and I'll explain sort of how we got there. Uh, but I don't have a song of the week. Um, I don't think which Brooke says does a lot, which says a lot. Um, but I have been listening to our worship song playlist a lot this week. Yeah, um, it's just a way to like encourage my soul. Um, and I always like when we do songs of the week before the podcast starts, I feel like it refocuses me, mm. um, as sort of just like a, a prayer and a benediction over the time that Brooke and I are going to have talking. Um, so I didn't want to just skip playing a song, but I'm going to play one from the worship playlist that we have, which will be linked in the, in the show notes as a way of just like kind of refocusing myself in this moment so that the Lord can move and, and his spirit can dwell deeply within us. Um, but it's not even now by Alyssa Turner and it's just been, I don't know, very, I mean, it's, it's such a fantastic song. Um, so we're going to listen to the whole EP is kind of a lot of it. I think right now, just so I can get there. Thank you. 
So hmm. there's that. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know if I'll have the same normal TJ energy today. Um, and, I, you know, Brooke, how was your week? <laughs> you know, it was, uh, it's the next question, but I'm going to skip that just because I think I'm just going to jump into my week. Yeah. Sorry, babe. I'm just going to kind of step over that question. No, it's fine. We'll get there. Um, so obviously a lot happened this week in the mm-hmm. news. Um, George Floyd was murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, and when stuff like that happens, when tragedy strikes and justice happens, I, I'm going to just be super honest. I have a super hard time with it. Yeah. I have a hard time with any sort of bad news. Um, you know, we've talked about the Enneagram extensively here. I'm a seven on the Enneagram. And so we often avoid pain, um, and replace it with things that bring us joy. So yeah. when I see bad things happen, um, whatever they may be, whether it's something like this situation or like I, you know, I've used the example of the day that Kobe Bryant died, you know, or school shootings or natural disasters, whatever they are, I have a hard time with them. Yeah. Um, because they don't bring me joy, obviously. (laughs) Um, and so I avoid them. And as we've studied the Enneagram and I've learned more about myself, I've realized that that's not healthy, that that's not going to give me the heart that Jesus has. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this week I didn't avoid it. I watched as much of the video as I could watch and I listened to the rest and I uh, let the pain in and it's been a really crappy week. Um, in the, and, um, and, and, you know, and, and I, and I, and I have a hard time just sort of explaining how that is for me, because I think some people, it happens natural for them. Some people, yeah. they can oh, yeah. more easily acknowledge pain or, or sit in melancholy or, um, like the phrase, my heart breaks for fill in the blank right. is not a phrase that I've ever really connected with. Right. Um, you know, and so it was really just a challenge for me to even acknowledge that pain and then sit in the silence of that pain and ask the Lord, you know, what do I do? how do I respond? How do I act? What is the best way forward? What is my next right thing? And all week, I just felt like the Lord was saying over and over again, it's just like, sit with me in prayer, sit with me, pray with me, be with me. And so that's what I did. Um, probably more so than I've ever done in a week. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, like even to the point where Brooke, I was breaking outside yesterday and I didn't have headphones in and she's like, where, where are your headphones? I kept double checking. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's only in one ear. Because yeah. the ear I see doesn't have one yeah. in. So that must mean it's in the other ear. And then I'd see the other ear and be like, is he switching his headphones? Yeah. <laughs> and I was really trying to just actively pursue a lack of noise yeah. so that I could hear the Lord. Yeah. And Well, it's and, like that quote upstairs yeah. that you wrote, which is, you know, if we can't listen to others, how will we hear the Holy Spirit? Yeah. And so I, you know, I prayed all week. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and it's like, I felt like I had this like really kind of amazing breakthrough personally that yeah. like I acknowledged pain. I sat there in it yeah. and prayed for, for, for those who were affected by it. And then within, as that's happening, I'm getting, we are getting, Brooke and I are receiving the most messages we've ever received about how we're not doing enough. Yep. So like internet culture came out and was like, if you don't post about this, if you're not actively posting about this, you obviously don't care. Yeah. 
And it was so frustrating to feel like, no, no, this time I actually do care. I actually have forced myself to care, which is not easy for me. And, and, some of you might not understand that. And some of you might be like, I totally understand that. Yeah. I'm a seven. I understand that probably, <laughs> you know. And so it was just like so disheartening to get. And some people were just genuinely asking, hey, why haven't you shared about yeah. this? And some people were like, I thought you were Christians. You should share about this. Here's what Christ You thinks. should be ashamed of yourself. You know, and you're just like. Yeah. Ah, that's honestly made my week very challenging and yeah. just very like kind of deflating after what felt like breakthrough. And, and, and I've been texting my friend Jefferson Bethke a lot this week, sort of asking his take on it because he's, I, I just, I love everything he has to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, and he's always just so articulated and saying it. Mm-hmm. And he also finds frustration in sort of just this like internet culture that like, if you're silent on the internet, that means you're silent in life. When in reality, you might be literally away from your phone seeking the Lord and going after his heart yes, and what he wants for the world and culture and society. Yeah. But just because you didn't double tap a, a share and share a story, you're not involved. Right. And, um, and it was funny cause then he was starting to screenshot me messages that he was getting, even though he had shared about it very publicly and kind of oh, often yeah. does. Yeah. And just like the fact that like, so you missed one post, that means right. I, every right. post now from here on out has to be about this one thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I just find that sort of idea and mentality frustrating. Um, and, and Brooke and I talk about it all the time when bad things happen. And uh, our sort of stance is like, we want the conviction of the Lord to really push us to share things. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, we're going to make our channels and our places a place to share joy and family and love. Um, because honestly, that is also needed at this time yeah. when the internet is filled with hate and frustration and anger. I I also do think the people that bring joy and, and love and maybe comedy or whatever are are very, are just as valuable. And so Mm -hmm. my request or my maybe suggestion is like, if you have an influencer or someone on the internet who has a large following who may have not shared, you, you have no idea what's going on behind their screen. Yeah. You have no idea where their heart is. And, and, and as someone who really felt that this week, yeah. so, sort of, I mean, Brooke can attest, I, I've been down all week because it was like, it was irritating. It was frustrating. And, and, and that's okay. Like I can live with that frustration and I can push through that frustration and I can continue to ask the Lord what to do and how to respond and where to be. Um, but you know, maybe give some of those people grace who may, who may not share because, you have no idea where their heart is. You, don't, you, you know, you have no idea what they're doing. And quite honestly, I would rather see everyone that do, does share spend time in prayer and supplication to the Lord mm-hmm. on their hands and knees, praying to God for change and for Jesus to come with his grace and his love than tapping one share to story button. Right. Not to say that that's bad, but right. if I could choose... Right. I would choose that we just cry out for the Lord versus something that versus crying in, out to in the internet. Hours. Yeah. And yeah, I agree. So that, yeah. that, that, that was, I mean, my week challenging and obviously some people have had way more challenging weeks I know. And so I'm not trying to like, no, you're not comparing compare or anything, but all. it was just like, man, it was frustrating. And so that's yeah. where I, well, it, the struggle for me is that 
I feel like culturally we we have this phrase of like, well, you know, Instagram's only the highlights or, you know, Instagram's only a sliver. Right. Like we acknowledge like, Hey, this is not the full picture. Right. Like people are, you know, very strategic with what they share yeah. online and blah, blah, blah. Yep. And then that that's like that whole idea goes out the window when you don't share about something that someone else wants you to share about. Right. And cause the only way you care is if you right. post a story graphic. Yeah. And that's, that's hard because like you've said, you don't know what's going on in someone's life. Yeah. You don't know how they're responding or, you know, I can tell you right now, like absolutely in my life with, with my, my experiences and my personality and my family, like it more change will happen if I listen to a podcast or if I get a book that I never thought I would read, but now I'm going to read it. Mm-hmm. Or if I, push through an uncomfortable conversation possibly than sharing some graphic. And I'm not, I'm not not dissing anybody who did share. Like that is so not the point of what I'm saying, but it's very, it's all, it feels messy Mm -hmm. and that's hard. Yeah. And, and something that I often think about is like, if the internet, if sharing about, injustice and tragedy uh, on the internet fixed injustice and tragedy, then everything would be fixed because all we do is share about it. Right. But, and I understand wanting to and like I understand, yeah. raise the, the collective consciousness of like awareness mm-hmm. about insert any topic. Yep. But I agree that if like we thought that was the solution, things would be a little better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, raising awareness helps, right. but it's definitely not the end all. And if we thought that that was the only way you could care about something, then I would never stop sharing. Like the amount of things that I right. deeply care about that are happening in this world. Right. It's all I would ever do. Yep. And again, I don't think that's where I have the most change. I, of course, I'm not saying your voice doesn't matter. Right. We have a whole podcast on that, mm-hmm. but like it just, yeah, I, 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 I I struggle because all my thoughts right now are not fully formed and they're not, I have no like closing statement. I, I'm just like, there it is. And, and there's where I am. And if, for those of you who do know us and have followed us for years and listened to the podcast, you know, if you ever see sort of us not sharing or posting about something on the internet, I hope you know that it's not because of lack of care or lack of, um, being knowledgeable or being informed that it often comes from a place of like, we don't necessarily feel like we just need to add more noise, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and honestly, we try to be very conscious about not going to the internet for the satisfaction of being involved. And we want to go to the throne Mm -hmm. and our, have our involvement be there. Um, and, and I think that's sort of always the strategy that we've taken. And I think that that will be unless we feel like the Lord has really convicted us in some oh, scenario to yeah. like change and, you know, post and repost and all that kind of stuff. But right now that's where we land and that's where our conviction lands is like we could go to the internet and act quickly and have our actions be shallow and somewhat meaningless, or we could go and bow before the throne 
and ask the Lord to change hearts and minds. And ours included. Ours included. Yeah. And have the power of the Holy Spirit engage with us. Yeah. We'd much rather go there than the internet. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of the week that we had. We also installed sod. So that was that was very exciting. That was fun. We have doing fan, great. We have fancy people grass now. Um <laughs> And uh, TV grass, TV grass, as Brooke calls it. And uh, we feel like every morning we kind of walk around the corner of our kitchen and you can kind of see where the grass is. And, yeah. and what's the song that you sing? And oh, the country's that <laughs> good morning, beautiful. How was your night? Yeah. And so, so that was probably the only other thing that we did this week. But we've yeah, been, in, we went swimming, we've been in an attitude of just prayer and for Jesus to bring his love and his grace and his. And his goodness to to us and to yeah. the broken and to everyone who is hurting and everyone who is angry and everyone who is frustrated, um, and yeah, yeah. Well, there, you know, speaking of graphics, they're going around. There's the one going around that has the picture of your heart and the house, house and, and then, then the, the world, world that yeah. says like. And of course, I don't know it exactly, but yeah. it's like, if it doesn't change here, it won't change here, and it won't change here, and then, and then it won't change yeah. the world. And I, I so agree with yeah. that, and. Um, I know I'm jumping ahead in the notes, but I right. actually think it makes more sense here. We um, There was a phrase we heard. It's so funny. It's on that episode of that house show, the greenhouse guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, Apple TV has a series called Home. Home. And it's or, like all these super cool houses yeah. like all over and it interviews people. And it's very cool. Yeah. First episode about this guy who built a house within a greenhouse. Yeah. It's insane. You should watch it. It's so cool. Um, but his son is autistic, yep. I believe. Um, and so the the way that they built their house was very much um, with him in mind. Mm-hmm. The son, I can't remember the son's name. Um, and towards the very end of the episode, the dad is talking about how he believes that he can't change the world, but he can change his world. Mm. And that, when he said that, we were both like, whoa, Ooh, preach. preach. Yeah. And so I think that really, I mean, that applies to almost everything in life. Mm-hmm. But that's why that one graphic with the heart right. and the home and the world, I so agree with. Yeah. And so when I go directly to social media with something that's heavy like this, I'm not talking about like, here's my air fryer. Right. I love that. Like, yeah. I do love my air fryer and I want people to know. But when, when I go directly to social media with something that I in my mind, I'm trying to reach the masses. I'm trying to reach the world, like yeah. the, the big, big picture, lots of literal individual people. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I, I agree with the graphic. I don't think I can personally change the world. Right. I think I can change my world. Right. And for me, that's our marriage. Yep. That's the kids in my home. Mm-hmm. That's my relationship with my neighbors yep. and my nieces and nephews. Yep. And so like, that's where I'm going to start. And that's where, yeah. And they're not on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of them are, yeah. but you know, like right. that is not where I meet with them and have conversations yeah. with them or, or ask hard questions. And so, yeah, I, I have no wrap up. Yeah. That's that. That's the end of that thought. <laughs> yep. And so, yeah, that's just kind of where we are. Um, and you know, not to say that we won't share something about it, about it on social media, but that's right. just kind of where we are right now is like, and I also just feel like there's sort of this sort of instant that people necessarily like the collective, the group as a whole is like, you need to say something you need to say it now or else it doesn't count. Right. And like, is there maybe more value in like, right. You know, like continuing the conversation and not just and popping in and out. You're right. And value in sort of 
you know, you see Jesus fast for 40 days before he starts his ministry. You see him get away and, and, and into intimacy with the father before he came back to preach and say the things that he needed to say. And so often, especially for me, I often can say things quickly and articulate them pretty well right off the bat. But just because I can doesn't mean I should. Mm. And so I, and so this is, it's also a challenge for me to sort of disengage and, and engage with the father rather engage with the internet and find out what he wants me to say. Not what you want me to say, not what this person wants me to say, or not what, what that nasty message wants me to say, but what the father through the Holy spirit wants me to communicate. And sometimes that is nothing. Yeah. And sometimes that is something. And so I am trying to understand myself and understand myself well enough to know when it's the Lord speaking to me or when it's me speaking to me and Mm. balance that with care. Um, and so right now I've written probably five or six posts, Yeah, you know, they're all very good. And, but I just, we, we, we write them, we talk about them. I've sent a few of them to Jeff (laughs) and said, what do you think? And he's like, that looks great. And I was like, and then I'll be like 20 minutes later, like, we're not going to post. And he's like, draft folder is always good too. And so it's like, don't again, equate silence for lack of care or lack of compassion or lack of wanting to understand or anything like that. Silence on Instagram. Right. Let me clarify it. Cause like yeah. we're not silent right here. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah. And so and that's that segment. So with all that being Yowzers. said, um, again, this episode is sort of going to feel very like split. Yeah. <laughs> so we're at 22 minutes. So if we want to make that a note in the show notes, um, <laughs> Because today is our actual anniversary it and is. we are celebrating 11 years of marriage together. That's insane. Um, which feels wild. And uh, it, it feels like 10 was just the other day, but also it feels like it was 45 years ago. Um, <laughs> <Math>. <laughs> because math is hard and stay at home orders are rough. Um, and, uh, and so like Brooke was saying, you know, we sometimes feel overwhelmed and challenged by sort of the darkness of the world And the phrase that we like to come back to is I can't necessarily change the world, but I can change my world. And so much of our world revolves around our marriage Mm -hmm. and our family and our kids and and raising uh, strong girls who love Jesus and walk in love. And so marriage is something that we focus on a lot um, and talk about a lot. And so, uh, but because our brains are fried um, (laughs) from the emotional week, (laughs) air fried, um, from the emotional week that we've had and just sort of some of the frustrations that we're feeling and the pain that we're dealing with, like so many, um, yeah. we originally had talked about like, Hey, let's just tell some funny stories about our marriage and we'll, you know, yeah. find like, that'll be the, the diving board into the conversation. And it was like, what are some stories you want to tell? And I we sat there I can't and think we, of a single one and we blinked at each other for a while. Um, I was like, we got married. <laughs> And now today we're recording a podcast. And then we, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I posted a graphic on Instagram and said, hey, questions about marriage. We got a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, and I decided because it's 11 years, why don't we pick 11 of them I and, love that. and go through them yeah. and just chat about them and have that be sort of the, the starting point for conversation. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to make the joke first and be like, hey, Brooke. How's your marriage? <laughs> uh, my marriage is good. Um, a- actually, <laughs> hey, hey, actually, my marriage is great. Now I remember. Now I remember. That's funny. Um, so uh, do you want me to read all the questions? Sure. So question number one, we got 11 of them. 
what is something that you wish you knew coming into marriage? And I already know the answer that you're going to say, and we could say it at the same time. What? I have no idea. Oh, okay. So I have no, what were you going to say? The Enneagram. Oh, well, yeah, I guess I could have, <laughs> I guess I could have boiled it down to that. Um, I, how important communication is and not just let's talk all the time. Right. Cause we, we often kind of joke slash try to think like, what did we talk about the first five years of right. our marriage? Like, I know we weren't silent, yeah, but I don't remember anything. Right. No, nothing was like moving us forward or taking the relationship deeper. But I, but I also know that it wasn't just surface talk. Like, right. I don't know. So yes, I guess it would be the Enneagram yeah, because uh, it was a, it was, for, it's been such a diving board into. Yeah. For me, the Enneagram is something that I wish I knew year one before, uh, actually my whole life, honestly, yeah. you know, because like I just told that story about better understanding myself, I was able to, and I'll add something to that story. I acknowledged pain this week. I let it, I sat in it. I, I meditated on it. I allowed it to be painful, be, be painful. Yeah. Um, and I would say that, that the prayers that I gave this week felt richer. They felt fuller. They felt more intimate, yeah. um, as well as our church opened today. So I went and, and went to church by myself and, and mm-hmm. worship was a more intimate experience. I really felt like the Holy spirit was moving in my heart. Um, and so knowing that about myself allows me to peel back the layers of my soul to allow Jesus to flood more of it. Yeah. Um, and so early in the marriage, I wish I was more aware of that, Mm. uh, because I think it would have allowed me to one, give Brooke more grace at times, um, give myself more grace at times, work on actual intimacy, you know, right. Communication, intimacy, Rather than just being like, oh, well, we, we sleep together and we're, you know, we're, we're intimate, you know, like. Oh, right, right. Like there's more to intimacy than just sex. And, <laughs> yeah. and I think communicating and understanding each other's hearts is a really big part of that. And so the Enneagram for me is the one thing that I wish is the tool that I wish I had yeah. um, to better understand myself so that I could better understand you and yeah. vice versa. Um, hold on, I have to cough. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have Corona? No, I don't. I know. Um, so yeah, what about you? Well, I would echo all of, I really would, all of that. Um, I, I have to, my, <laughs> my brain is like, more. Yep. Um, What's that? I wish I knew it would take 11 years to get an air fryer. I would have gotten one sooner. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, only, yeah, only kind of. Only kind of. But for those of you that are going to message us about the Enneagram, we have all the books linked that we, we like in our show notes, but the path between us to road back to you. Those are the ones that we suggest to start with. I honestly say the path between us is the better one to start with yeah, because it's relational. Um, so question number two, how do you divide responsibilities? Um, and so we, we do, we do divide them, but I, it has shifted and changed. Yeah. It um, was one way for a while and then we had kids and then if you have a newborn, it's one way. And yeah. then if somebody's working a lot, it's one way. And, and like, it, and I think a lot of people, and depending on your personality type, you might think like, oh, I've got to pick the way and it's got to be that way forever. And and I think that will lead to a place of frustration. And or burn out with a certain right. task. <clears throat> and obviously there's different scenarios like, you know, we're, we're both home most of the day. There have been yes. seasons where I've gone to an office and worked at an office all day. And so that changes the responsibilities. Yeah. Um, and so right now, uh, 
And for the most of our marriage, I've handled sort of the financial side, yep. the bills and things like that. Yep. Um, and for basically our whole marriage, Brooke has handled the cooking side. Yeah. Um, because one, she enjoys cooking and, and two, I am not a creative <laughs> culinary expert. So I feel like if I was in charge of cooking, we would be eating the same four things. Right. None of which would be good for us. Um, and we would be... It would a, all involve cheese and hot sauce. We would be That's a constipated sure. family for many, many years. <laughs> not leading to much help. So those two responsibilities have kind of shit been shifted 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 to the sides where we each handle them yeah Um, brooke did handle the finances one time and paid our mortgage twice in one month for two months and it was yeah that was super intentional (laughs) right it was a time where we um we were really not financially secure at all um we were sort of uh you know Things were tight. We had just stopped walking love. We were trying to figure out how we were going to make money uh, next. And uh, Brooke was like, let me just handle the finances just to like get, take that burden off of you for a, for right. a season. Yeah. Um, and so she set up automatic bill pay to pay our mortgage. Yeah. Forgot about it. And yep. then was like me. going to the bank to pay it as well. Yep. And so like two months in, it was like we were out of money. And I was just like, yeah, hey, what is happening? Like, and I was and you were so like, confused what is because happening? I'm like, you know, I'm actually doing a very good right. job. I'm <laughs> being so, very aware right and now. And so then I like, we went through the, the statement. It was like, oh, oh, we paid the mortgage twice, two months in a row. Got it. So cool. our house is going to be paid off quicker, but <laughs> we don't have any money for food. Um, Get the hot sauce. <laughs> call Cindy. Uh, <laughs> Mom, what are you doing for dinner? Um, mm. But yeah, so... For the most part, those responsibilities have been on either side, just kind of yeah. there. You know, not that I won't cook, right? And not that Brooke won't pay the occasional bill, but that those are divided. Yeah. Um, early on in our marriage, we had the rule where I only was responsible for the laundry, and Brooke was only responsible for the dishes. Yeah, um, pre kids, and that was really helpful as a way to just like separate those two two chores that people can sort of have conflict about, right? Um, and that has shifted again. Uh, I would say right now the main thing is like. After dinner, I'm responsible for cleanup. Yeah. And then Brooke is responsible for, to get the kids. For humans. Yeah, the humans. I'm the dishes. <laughs> Brooke's the humans, the little humans in our home. And uh, and that's been really good. Um, but again, we just, we again, we try to use the tool of communication to yeah. discuss those things and talk about those things yeah. um, openly so that there's never like any frustration or um, expectations not met. Right. Um, like the other day, Brooke took the girls to her mom's house to just sort of spend the day. And the question that I asked before you left were, what are your expectations of me? Yeah. And, uh, I had had a rough night of sleep, so I was kind of feeling tired. We had done the sod for two days. So my body was just like locked up <laughs> and she was like, no expectations. And that gave me the freedom to just take that day as like a day of rest and a day of just like, honestly, I laid in bed. I was like, I don't know if I've left like a 20 foot, 20 square foot <laughs> radius outside, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's how we divide responsibilities yeah. um, through communication. Uh, question number three, how do you deal with painful subjects? Are we going to answer every question? We we talk about it. I mean, that is a lot of it. It's you so know. true though. Um, but we talk about it with, and, and this is what's taken time to get there is without judgment, without expectation of how someone else is going to answer the question. Right. Without. Presumption. Yeah. Like we really try not to take offense to things. Yep. 
um, I try not to offend you and I try even harder not to be offended. Yep. And it's, it's sometimes it's harder than others, yep. but man, it changes things. It changes the conversation You know, when it, you can honestly say, you know, you know, ask a hard question or say yeah. you didn't do what you said you were going to do yeah. with the laundry or with yeah. this or with that. And it just allows for like, I just feel like we continue to move forward and open up mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah. And with painful subjects in particular, you know, we handle pain different ways. Um, I try to avoid yeah. it. And so sometimes Brooke will make me acknowledge it. That's yeah. part of the conversation uh, as I've matured mm-hmm. and figured that out about myself. Yep. I, that happens a little bit less. Um, sometimes it's being patient with the, 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 the subject. Like, mm. you know, we don't always have to talk about everything right now in the moment. Right. And sometimes I feel culturally that's sort of like always the message. Instant. instant. Everything's, Everything's instant. instant. Everything has to happen instant. Your heart has to change instantly. Your your feelings have to change instantly. And so, yeah. you know, sometimes we you just... You have to be offended instantly and then unoffended instantly. Yeah. And so we try to give ourselves time to discuss painful things. Sometimes we discuss them in little short chunks. Right. Like, you know, or sometimes, you know, we, we have long conversations, but... And I think sometimes with painful subjects, we we often ask each other, like, do we need to stop talking about this for a while? Yeah. Like, are we, t- are we talking about it too much? Yep. Is it dominating the conversation? Yep. And is that helpful? Right. Are we getting somewhere or are we just sitting in it? And like, where is that fine yeah. line of me? Okay. I need to take a break. I need, my brain needs to, cause if I'm still talking about it, that means I'm still thinking about it and then I'm still processing it. Yep. And like, I need to, I need to, to take a hot second. Yeah. And, um, that, and that's why. And sometimes I, I'm, we're like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I know we're talking about it a lot, but I'm good. I want to keep going. Yep. We are so we are getting through the other side and we're so close to some sort of breakthrough solution yeah. or answer or maybe no answer, but we realize there is no answer. Yep. Like and so being able to, to ask each other that mm-hmm. has, has been really, really new good. in the last two years. Yeah. Almost before, everything though almost everything in terms of communication yeah, feels new crazy. in the last two years, which makes us often feel like why didn't we die? I <laughs> got to it again. Yeah. I know. So um, we got married. And then stuff happened. TJ almost pooped his pants in Las Vegas. Okay. So that <laughs> happened. Then we had a cat and then the cat died. And then. <laughs> oh man. Um, uh, oh, question, what a good story. Question number four. What's something you do to resolve fights? So lately we have been asking for redos. We do this with our kids and we've started yeah. to do it with our marriage. So like, the other day, Brooke came home and like dumped a bunch of stuff on me. And I was like, oh, I feel not prepared for this. Yeah. And I sort of like was frustrated. mad. I, I was just, you were mad. I, I mean, like, you weren't like yelling or anything, but you were mad that I came home and was like, bleh, yeah. word vomit and about it, something I hadn't processed. Yeah. And it, and it felt accusatory to me. Right. And so I was like, babe, you just kind of like accused me of something that like, I, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, like a 20 minutes later, you're like, can we have a redo? Yeah. And let me re say what I need to say. And right. so we did. Um, yeah. The re- I, I'll say in addition to the redo, what was so helpful about that is, and again, this is because of the Enneagram, <laughs> we need them to sponsor this podcast. Yeah. Um, like, you know, I, you know, I don't even, we don't have to talk about the subject, but like basically what I, came to was I apologized yeah. for coming home and word vomiting 
And then I said, but, or it wasn't a however, but it was just like a, also, you know, sometimes like you, you are naturally so enthusiastic and joyful and happy and all of these good things, but there are times when you're not, and that is okay. <laughs> right. And that is that as someone who's come to rely on your enthusiasm and I expect, I didn't realize I expected it, but I think people do of, of, you know, the, the enthusiast on lives, the, yeah. on the Enneagram. Um, like I have to let you sit in it and be, you don't have to be Mr. Sunshine all the time. And I've come to understand that and I acknowledge when that's happening. And then what I finally put words to for the right. first time was on the flip side, you need to be okay with me not having all my thoughts together. Cause every once in a while, very rarely, yeah. I will just word vomit something out You're right. that I have not like I have no closing sentence. I have no, right. I, I'm not quite there yet. And that's the equivalent of like you not being super happy all the yeah. time. Like just, just acknowledge like, okay, those yeah. words came out. I can tell that those were not exactly what you mean. Cause it, it took me 20 minutes yep. to go, you know what I should have said? Yeah. You know what I was actually trying to get yep. across was this. And then you were like, that makes a lot of sense. Yep. And it's almost like we get caught off guard because it's, it's a sliver of our personality that we don't often see. Yes. And, uh, but when you're caught off guard, you get defensive, you know, right. you, you, yeah. like even think about someone <laughs> scaring you, you, you know, your arms go up or, you know, there's all those internet videos of people getting oh, punched in the face so when they get good. scared <laughs> or when they're scaring someone, it's like, and Brooke's like, you deserve it. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, that wasn't so, really about fights, but, but it, it like, is. Yeah. The redo is, is sort of how we redo. resolve fights. We also have a rule that we don't yell. Um, yeah. and that was birthed out of Brooke's lack of voice for a long time that she literally just couldn't yell. And so it was unfair it's for very unfair. me to yell. Um, we also sometimes will just sort of pause like, and I'll just be like, I need to exercise. Like I right. need to do something to get my mind straight because I'm just all. And I'm okay with that now. I wasn't for right. years. That felt like you didn't care. Yeah. It felt like you were being dismissive of what we were trying to talk right. about. I wanted to get to a solution now. Yeah. I wanted to instantly yeah. be over it. And and because of my massive depth for patience, oh, right. I was not Right, as... right, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so I just ran from it. <laughs> literally put on jogging shoes and ran away. <laughs> so don't do that, but right. sometimes maybe do do that. There you go. Marriage yeah. advice. Don't do that, but sometimes maybe do do that. <laughs> Pack your shoes, but you might not need But them. the reason I would go on a run is because I would feel like I was all passion, all anger, all yeah. frustration. And it was like, I'm going to say something that I don't that actually don't mean. mean yeah. I don't really want to say yeah. in the moment of a disagreement. And so exercising or doing something outside or just, you know, doing anything different than being in that conversation especially early in our marriage because we didn't have the language. We didn't understand how to communicate yeah. as well. Um, I don't really like running, so I don't do it as much anymore. <laughs> and I also don't feel the need because You're I... Like, I don't fight anymore because I don't, I don't... I can't go for a run. Yeah. <laughs> I'm it, over it. Yeah, it'll hurt too much. Uh, <laughs> but we've also just... Yeah, the fighting now is so much... You know, I, I barely even call it fighting. The disagreement now is are so much easier to get through because yeah. we have a way to communicate about them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> number five, what rhythms do you have in place for a healthy marriage? And so, uh, we talk a lot about the weekly rhythms that we try to enact. Yeah. Um, and I would say the, the number one that we have right now is that we have a weekly rhythm, yeah. <laughs> you know, that we've 
set aside seven days. We've tried to get seven days right and just have them on repeat mm-hmm. as a way to just sort of build those healthy rhythms. And usually it happens today. We haven't had it yet, but today is a day that we talk about this past week and what yeah. worked and what went well yeah. um, and how that can be improved next week. And so that's probably my favorite part of the week is yeah. like that sort of check-in. And Brooke also has this journal that, so when the the last week of the month where she kind of goes through her whole month as well, um, some of the things that she's tried to do and stuff. And so that's been super helpful as well. Mm-hmm. That would probably, I would say that rhythm for for that, for our marriage is that I think that's my favorite yeah. of just like the weekly sort of check-in board yeah. meeting style thing for sure where we talk about it. <clears throat> and then I'll, I'll do another one that I really like is the rhythm of I clean up after dinner. Brooke does the kids and puts, yeah. uh, you know, gets the baths done. Just that sort of baseline set of cleanliness before the next day starts yeah. is just so helpful. Like it, it really has just created a better morning Um, And a better morning creates a better day. And so that has, you know, we're not feeling like, because sometimes like this morning, uh, Sunny was just like, had all the rage and fire of a thousand suns. (laughs) And so to feel that rage as well as a dirty house, that's like almost too much to handle. Yeah. But it's like the house was clean. And so we can handle the rage. Yeah. You know, (laughs) Um, and then the rage isn't always there, but even, but that's when I appreciated them the most, yeah. you know, but I appreciate it every day that like we start our day sort of with this like fresh living area slate of cleanliness. Yeah. Um, what about you? Do you have any? Um, or I mean, I steal them both? yeah, those are definitely at the top. Um, you know, within that rhythm, like we, we have our 24 hour Sabbath. Yep. We have our family dinner. The family dinner is huge. Um, Super helpful. Um, I would say that you and I, we try to travel somewhere together once a year, mm-hmm. sometimes with kids, sometimes without, but I, I feel like we, we almost always get one trip without, even if it's super short. Yeah. Um, and I do like that. Yeah. But that we always come, we really thrive from the refreshment of going somewhere new. Yeah. Whether it's on a plane or somewhere we can drive. Yeah. So looking forward to that when, uh, <laughs> yeah, everything's open again. Sure. Um, Question number six, what are some of your best marriage quick tips? <laughs> quick tip. Mm, <laughs> maybe write some things down so you remember your marriage. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> some of my best marriage quick tips. Uh, trying to actually keep it short. Yeah, like what's, you know. Right. If I, I think one of mine is quick tip before you leave, before someone leaves the house, ask the person staying, ask if there's any expe- quick expectations. Yeah, that has been helpful. You know, just because, because I think that that allows your spouse to the the person leaving. It gives them the power to sort of let you rest and say, "No, my, you know, I'm, I'm gifting you this rest by right. leaving." Or it allows the person staying to like gift and be loving in in terms of to show up to yeah. show up. You know, while they're gone. Yeah. Um, another quick tip would be love favors. So we have, we have love favors in our house. You can ask one question a day. It could be a love favor. The person has to say yes. They have to respond immediately. They are non-transferable. Yeah. Um, and that, those love favors have, have created an attitude of servantness, servant love, servanthood, servanthood, servantedness, servantednesshood in our home, um, which has allowed just really for the, the, like the culture of saying yes to each other. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are mine. 
Um, this question number seven is just for Brooke. Uh, how did it feel from going to having two first names to actually having a last name? <laughs> That's funny. Technically, I had three first yeah. names. Well, not not literally, but it did sound yeah. that way. Brooke, Brooke, Renee, Courtney. Yeah. Yeah. So how did it feel? It was weird. It definitely was weird, but not because of the first name to last name sound. It was just, it's weird to switch last names. Yeah. I remember being like, oh, signing the wrong one. <laughs> Hope the lady at Costco doesn't notice. Oh, and I've done scribble, 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 scribble. I just wrote Courtney and Mesitas together. Um, it'll be, I remember my mom one day was like, I've now been a Mesitas longer than I was a Sefuentes. I, rem- I remember my mom saying that. I remember that. And being I'm like, now a Courtney longer than a yeah, Canfield. Yeah. yeah. And that's how you say her name, Mesitas. Mesitas. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's funny. I actually considered <coughs> dropping my middle name and making, and making name. Courtney my middle, like yeah. Brooke Courtney Macedas, but yeah. I didn't, I left it with Renee. Yeah. But cool. 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 There's that um, update. N- the question number eight is all also for you. Someone had said all the sex questions for Brooke. Oh my gosh. That's hysterical. And then that was a, the only question that, or you're saying there were lots of questions. No, they, that's what they wrote. They wrote all, all the, the sex <laughs> questions for Brooke for how uncomfortable it'll make her like, feel. Uh, Next question. Next question. <laughs> Moving on. Um, no, it's oh, I bad. guess I... It's not that bad. I guess I added... I have two of the same questions. Number nine is how do you separate house tasks? And we've already kind of d- talked Uh-oh. about that. We need an 11th question. We'll figure something out. Okay. Um, number 10, what's on... No, number nine. Number... Yeah, <laughs> whatever. And the next question, <laughs> what's one current practice you've started in your marriage that you didn't have in the beginning, like that you really like? Mm. We do the... Well, we're together all the time and we've always kind of been together all the time. So I understand that like, sometimes I don't do something every day. We don't do something every day, but I would, if you were like leaving the house to go to a job or if I was also working out of the house and like we weren't, we, if we felt a little more like passing ships, I would for sure be like ships in the night, keep passing me by. Okay. I would for sure be more (laughs) diligent on like, I want to do the emotional check-in every night because yes. I, I need to. I've yeah. been home with children all day and I'm losing my mind. Please. And you're like, I've been at work with children all day. Right. <laughs> that's a coworker. So, that's a, that's a coworker. That's a coworker joke. Joke. If you had coworkers, yeah. you are my coworker. That would be crazy um, having coworkers. But that's the, what yeah. is the strongest positive emotion you felt today? And what's the strongest, strongest negative emotion you felt yeah, today? Yeah. And that was something that uh, Dr. Josh taught us, Dr. taught me Josh, in Austin. Showing up. Yeah. Uh, Famous at Home is the name of his like mm. podcast and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that practice That's has been super really helpful. Good. And, and then for me, it would be like the practice of just like the weekly rhythm um, yeah. that like, that's just changed our world and changed our family life dynamic, um, yeah. which has just been super And the funny healthy. thing is, is it, it doesn't actually make me feel like, oh, everything's going to be the same no. all the time. I actually feel more aware of and encouraged by how much our life is moving, moving forward, yeah. you know, or, or just changing day by day versus being like, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so our last question was from me. Oh, um, TJ, what with the question. Are you most looking forward to in year 11? Oh, man. And so for me, I think I'm most looking forward to understanding myself, which seems sort of forward facing, <laughs> you know, um, because I, I do feel as I understand myself, I, I see my weaknesses, I see my sin, I see the, the places that I fall short. And 
if I'm acknowledging those and I'm aware of those, then I have a better, then I have a better vision to avoid them or to find ways to tools to get around them so that I can love you better and I can love our family better and I can serve you better. Um, and you know, I would say that, you know, I would say that from year 10 to year 11, uh, has been the best year of marriage that we've ever had. And, and I would even double down on that and say that it has been a year that we have learned more about each other and understood each other better and peeled back the layers of our hearts more to each other than all onions, than all onions, than all 10 years combined. Yes. And I would agree with that. And I'm not one to agree with big blanket statements. And to feel like that (laughs) happened in one year gives me so much energy and excitement towards the The next 10 years to feel like, man, you know, I can't go back and change the first 10 years. Right. Not that I would want to. We've always had a really healthy, wonderful marriage. Yeah. But to feel like it's getting better and healthier and more fulfilling because of the tools that we have and the way that we communicate gets yeah. me excited that like, man, if 10 to 11 was so good, 11 to 12 will be so good. And then at 20, we'll be like, man, 10 to 20 is like, that was, that was amazing. Yeah. You know? And so. Yeah. I'm looking for it. Well, I, like, as always, I'm looking forward to going to the beach. Right. <laughs> I'm going to switch to an XL air fryer. Uh, <laughs> no. So <laughs> I, uh, I would approve that. Okay. That's, you would. Yeah. Okay, cool. 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 Cause that's it. Hey Siri, um, <laughs> or no, I guess it would be, can, can Alexa order directly from Amazon oh, yeah. for you? Oh Wait, gosh. That's, that's why we don't have one. That's risky. Yeah. Dangerous. That's real, real scurry. So I would agree with everything you just said. I would add that for me personally, I, I know that I have worked hard to show up this year, um, to be present and, it's just, it's in my personality to sort of what I call go into low power mode. Yeah. I'm not checking out. I'm not angry or depressed or like, I'm not, it's not that I'm not around. Right. I just kind of power down yeah. as like, that's my default. That's my safe space. It's easier to be there than it is to like be yep. up to like 70% power. hundred percent. Right. And so I have worked hard this year to not live in low power mode and it's been so good and rewarding and awesome that I just like, man, do another year of that sounds amazing. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> What's that from? It's good. That's like a, that's a Jim Carrey thing. Yeah. It's good. it's good. That sounds like him. Um, cool. That's only 10 questions. Well, do you have an 11th? Cause my, I asked my own. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, guys, this is so bad sometimes. It is. But um, I would say, so my parents listen to the podcast, which is fun for me to know. And my dad gave, my dad said a couple of things. I'm saying, I'm telling the story so you can think of your question. Oh, Don't gosh. just listen to the well, story. Well, you know I'm just going to listen to the story. <laughs> Dang it. But I want to, okay. Um, I've already told you the story. So my dad was like telling me that he's listening to the podcast and he said his favorite part is to learn new things about Brooke that he did not know. I already know my question. Cause, okay. Because my parents are like, you know, we know everything about you. You're old news. Essentially, that's what they said to me. <laughs> you're no fun yeah, at all. Yeah, you're our middle child. We don't care. Um, <laughs> so I took that pain and I avoided it. Uh, 
Uh, but they said they really enjoyed finding out new things about Brooke because my family is loud and they have always been loud mm-hmm. and there's a lot of them. So like just by default, yeah, the group dynamic is loud and Brooke often doesn't speak up around my family once because of her voice. Right. And that's gotten the, way, that's easier. gotten way better and easier, but now that I it's can literally the volume, it's sometimes even hard for me to speak up. <laughs> I'm just like, it's yeah. fine. I don't really have yeah. anything to say. Um, and so my parents are always just encouraged <laughs> to find out new unique things. And my mom said she actually got emotional Thinking about you at a track meet, crying as oh, gosh. kids compete. And she's like, I never would have known that. I was so excited to listen to it. That's so Anyways. funny. And it's then my bad. dad was it's like... It's real bad. I cry so hard. And, and then my dad was like, you guys are so... You guys work well together. Aww. He called you a good straight man, which I guess is an old comedy term for like yeah. Abbott and Costello. Like he was the serious one that allowed right. the jokes to be even funnier. She said, that's what you are. So yes. compliments from Steve and Cindy. I'm so funny. Uh, I'm so good at my Take job. away. I'm amazing. <laughs> okay. And being married to me must be, be the best. The best. <laughs> I'm so good at it. Uh, All right. So what's your my question? My question is, is there something you learned about me from year 10 to 11 that was either brand new information or surprised you or, you know, insert any descriptive <laughs> word? Yeah, I learned... I, again, I don't know if this actually happened between 10 and 11 because okay. like we've been studying the Enneagram for like a year and a half. And so yeah. was it the six months before year 10? I don't think so. But but learning that you're a nine wing one yeah. and learning that you have this sort of perfectionist side to you, yeah. which I always felt was like kind of nagging, correcting right. to me at times was very freeing to me to be able to be like, no, that's just part of how God's created her. And that's actually a joy to be around because it's going to allow us to produce better things and Mm -hmm. greater things. And instead of feeling like it was like a burden for me to like have you maybe nitpick something that I thought was fine. Yeah. I actually now see it as like a blessing to like put the best foot forward and step forward with, with confidence. So that was, that was definitely new this year. Mm -hmm. Um, and then even recently in the last, uh, couple of weeks to learn that ones um, and, and since I think you have a pretty heavy wing one are <laughs> self-balancing yeah that I've known this about myself my whole life and did not know what to call it yeah self-regulating self-regulating self-balancing that you will often say something and then try to balance it out with something else um, that that's just been helpful to understand that like, even if you're going to say something that's harsh, there's probably a compliment coming right around the corner. (laughs) Um, and, and it just, again, sort of solidifies you as in our family as the, the steady, dependable heart of who we are Mm -hmm. that even when I sort of have hot takes or frustration or, you know, I can, I can go hot and cold on things to know that I can come back to you and you can self-balance me. Mm. And I, and I feel comfort in that. And that that's really honestly recent. Um, and it's been super helpful this week as I've sort of dumped out my emotions and some of the things I've been feeling, um, because this week was different. It was a different week for old yeah. Teddy James. <laughs> that's my, my, Fast Teddy. my first name is Theodore James. And so when I was a kid, my dad used to make these videos of us and he had characters for all of us. And okay. my brother, Nick was Nick rivers and he was a spy. Classy. Um, and I forget what Stephanie was, but Nick rivers was kind of, he was the main event. I mean, it sounds like yeah. it. And uh, we, we had all these, like he would break in and my dad would have like wire cutters and set up wires for him to cut and he'd film it. 
And I was always like the, the guard that got knocked out okay. for a long time. Okay. And then there was like a cowboy persona mm. and his name was Teddy James. And that was my character. Nice. But I don't remember the videos as much, probably because I'm a middle child and they didn't make them. They were done. The tapes were full. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Rivers was worth every second of that for video real, footage. For real. But I got to find those because I have a oh giant head and the the fake prop gun that I have is way too big. Um, and Nick Rivers knocked me out every we time. We have a lot of good home videos yeah. too. Yeah. Good might not be the right word. Well done. Yeah. My dad was like literally editing them, editing them with like transitions and like yeah. music. And he's like, you know, writing our own yeah. score and stuff. But um, I don't know if I'd want them to get out. No, 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 no. Ponytail no. was pretty tight. Pretty tight. The turtleneck was pretty, pretty high. high. Um, the and one the thing tricks were pretty good. <laughs> so the one thing that I do not ever want to get out is the emo band I was in in ninth in twelfth grade. Yeah, that'd be embarrassing because I was the lead singer. Oof! Yikes! Love you, babe. <laughs> Oof! Oh, oh, sadness. But you're amazing, and so many other yeah, things. Good job, <laughs> self balancing. Um, <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. We don't have strong feelings this week. We don't have Mount uh, Rushmore. We were just too tired, <laughs> to be totally honest. Um, and but we hope that both sides of this podcast were helpful, yeah, um, and encouraging, and you know. Let us know what you think. We'll post on Instagram. We can continue the conversation there. Yeah. Um, but we really, really do appreciate you guys making us part of your week. Um, and know that we are standing uh, with you in prayer for mm. people hurting, for our nation, for our yeah. world, that that, the, that Jesus would come and bring his truth and his justice and his love and his grace mm. to us over and over again. Yeah. All right. Okay. okay I love, love you. Bye. bye.